0: Support for Connecticut East this week comes from EastCon for high school completion, English language instruction and employment and job training services. Go to eastcon.org get started today. EastCon, you've got this nutmeg pharmacy fast friendly convenient local independent pharmacies that are there for you at nutmegpharmacy.com and healing therapies through sharing offering bodywork modalities for those facing the challenges of a cancer diagnosis and treatment at healingtherapiesct.org. it's the holiday season and time to imbibe in some good food and drink to celebrate We visit Stone Row Kitchen and Bar in Willimantic to talk holiday cocktails, mocktails, and wine for the season. Plus, we take a look at other stories making the headlines from around the region. This is Connecticut East This Week. Hello, I'm Brian Scott Smith. The holiday season is here and with it the chance to try some new things from food and drink to everything in between. And if you're a little bored with your current drink selections or seeking some seasonal inspiration, we have just the ticket for you. We contacted our friends at Stone Row Kitchen and Bar in downtown Willimantic to see what they could offer up this holiday season. So we're talking with Grace Spruance, the beverage manager for Stone Row Kitchen and Bar. We are here. If you can hear some refrigerators going off in the background, that's what it is. Grace, thanks for uh, having us in. I know it's like it's a, a busy time. It's its holiday time.
1: It is a busy time.
0: So we're going to be talking today, though, about seasonal drinks and, you know, how you compare them up with some food. Because I think, you know, people like that bit of advice, certainly from the experts, because you know, I think we all struggle a little bit. We think, oh, what else can I have? Or, you know, what something different can i have so you know we're going to be talking about an alcoholic cocktail today a mocktail as well yes. because there's a lot of people who necessarily don't want to drink or they want to maybe try something a little bit different and mocktails are fabulous for that and i know you're going to show us something and then i think we're going to talk about a couple of little wine select selections absolutely. as well
1: absolutely we? absolutely yes so i'm going to take you through a cocktail that's going to actually be on our christmas and december menu it is a cranberry martini in its most basic form. We're going to be using a lovely local cranberry liqueur from Wild Moon liqueurs in Hartford. And we use their cranberry liqueur, well, I started using it last year. I love it. It was very popular. Had to bring it back this year because of how popular it was. It's got a great color for the holidays. And you can get that in liquor stores around Connecticut, especially some of the smaller ones. They definitely carry Wild Moon. I'm going to be using an orange vodka to kind of play off of that. It's by St. George, but you could use any orange vodka you'd like. A little bit of Lillette Blanc, which is a French aperitif, sort of like a white vermouth. So we're sticking with kind of a traditional martini recipe, but adding in that fun splash of cranberry. There's going to be a little bit of cranberry juice and just a dash of pomegranate liqueur to help brighten up the flavors. And I make a lot of our bitters and additional liqueurs here. So I'm adding some of my pine essence bitters made from organic pine needles from maine and i know that sounds very esoteric and like hard to do but it's just a question of getting some pine needle tea and steeping that in vodka for about two or three days and then you'll have some beautiful pine essence to add to cocktails
0: some of this stuff as you say it sounds great and then you think oh my god that's like really complex and then as you've just explained it's not always as complex is it no
1: and we do a lot of that here a lot of things we say we make our own bitters and people are like how do you do that it's really just a question of getting the herbs which here in Willimantic you can pick them up right at the Willimantic food co-op they have literally everything you need and putting them in a big mason jar and filling it with some bottom shelf whiskey rum or vodka and in a couple of weeks you'll have your own bitters
0: I love the fact about the cranberry as well that it's here from Connecticut because we think about all the the breweries there's lots of like beer breweries and you know and and vodkas and other things are made and, and we don't always think about some of these other lovely things as well. So that's great.
1: Yes, and Connecticut actually has a couple of really fun liquor distilleries. Wild Moon is one that we use, especially around the holidays. They have a lot of great seasonal flavors. They also do a chai liqueur that I used last year and it's fabulous. But we use Fruitful Mixology for pretty much all of our flavored liqueur needs and they're located in Middletown, Connecticut. And you can get their liqueurs, like I said, in pretty much any liquor store in Connecticut. You can also drive down there and visit them. But they have an amazing fig liqueur that we're going to be using this holiday season as well. Excellent. I think the biggest thing with holiday cocktails is don't be afraid to try something new and realize that every cocktail you're going to make can be batched. Like this entire cocktail that I'm going to make, you could make this in a big pitcher and throw it in your fridge. And then as your guests arrive, just pour it into glasses for them, pour it over ice or pour it into martini glasses. And you've got yourself a cocktail that you didn't have to stand there making in front of your guests,
0: which is excellent advice, because I think there's another thing we think, oh, no, I have to stand there, I have to mix it. and It's like.
1: No, and you could even put this into a punch bowl if you wanted. I know that's very that's very popular right now. The wreaths that like I think all of our moms did with the ice and everything in it are coming back. You could put a little wreath made out of ice with cranberries and rosemary or even some pine tea in there and then throw all the ingredients in there and your guests can serve it to themselves. So it doesn't have to be complicated, but you can also have a really fun kind of Fun time with us. Like yeah, yeah, really, really yeah. fun. Have Just some fun. Don't roles. be afraid. Yeah, don't yeah. be afraid to try something new. Cranberry and pine. I don't think very many people would think, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw that together. But it's actually very approachable and delicious. For our mocktail today, we're going to be doing a grapefruit mocktail that we've had on the menu for the fall. We're calling it the foliage. And this mocktail, I knew when you asked me, we had to have a mocktail. I had to do this one. We serve this, and people will say, Are, is this really a mocktail? Are you sure that this is? a mocktail. I've had people take sips of it and we've served it to their teenage kids and they're like, I think someone made a mistake. Like, this is not a mocktail. (laughs) And it is such a compliment to our bar staff here because that's what you want when you order a mocktail. You want to get something that makes you feel like you're having that same kind of fun cocktail experience and that can be really difficult to achieve with a mocktail. And this is really easy. It's very simple. You can make this with ingredients you find at the grocery store. You are going to have to make a cinnamon simple syrup, but that is just equal parts water and sugar and put in some cinnamon sticks or a couple pinches of cinnamon to taste. We like it a little bit stronger here. And orange blossom water, grapefruit juice, and you're going to top that off with tonic. And we use Hosmer tonic. We use all of our soda products come from Hosmer right up the street and they have a great tonic because it has a little bit of a hint of lemon in it and it just kind of brightens everything up and we serve that with a star anise on top it's very beautiful it's a very pretty presentation you of course don't have to do that at home this is again something where you could make the base of this and put it into glasses or keep it in the fridge and then pour some tonic over the top and you're ready to go you could do the same thing and make it into punch and put the tonic into the punch might get a little flat towards the end of the night but as people are arriving you it will be delicious and bubbly and crisp so these are very easy cocktails to batch for a party but they're also going to pair really well with food so when we think of the holidays we're typically going to be enjoying maybe heavier food than we're normally used to so you want nice bright flavors to kind of break that up the cranberry and the grapefruit go really well with poultry if you're going to be having a turkey or duck they're going to taste delicious with that but they're also going to pair really well with appetizers. Both of these cocktails are not so loud and proud that they're going to be competing for flavor space with anything that you're eating. It, they should just be cleansing your palate. And that's really what a cocktail should be doing as you're drinking and enjoying your food at the holidays or at any time. And then yeah, we can talk more about wines after I make these cocktails.
0: Excellent, All I'll right. let you get on. I'm still going to sit here and, and watch and uh, listen to the sounds of cocktail making.
1: I am going to chill a coupe glass for this just to make it extra special. I don't usually measure my cocktails. I have some bar staff who like to use um, a shot glass or a jigger as we call it in the bar industry to measure. I am a free pourer. I've been bartending for a long time, but I'm going to use a jigger today so that we know exactly how much I'm putting into these cocktails, which my bar staff is always complaining when I come up with recipes. They're like, you ha- we have to watch you do it and you have to pour it into something where we can measure. So I'm going to honor that today. So starting with our vodka, we're gonna do two ounces of vodka. And this, again, is an orange-flavored vodka, but it's a very gentle, citrusy flavor. I'll let you smell that. It's not very heavy, it's almost aromatic. Oh yeah,
0: that's very, it's quite subtle, unless you'd you'd say it. Right. All right,
1: then we're gonna do about one and a half ounces of the cranberry liqueur, half an ounce of Lilette Blanc. Half an ounce of pomegranate liqueur and half an ounce of cranberry juice and on the cranberry juice I would recommend getting an unsweetened cranberry juice. Last thing is going to be a dash of lemon juice just to brighten up the flavor and a couple of dashes of that pine essence then we're going to shake this. Alright, and we're going to double strain this. If you're making this into a martini, you're going to want to double strain it if you're shaking it. That just means using a small handheld strainer and the strainer that comes with your shaker. I did rim the glass with a little bit of sugar and lemon zest.
0: That is a very, very pretty color there.
1: Very festive. This would look great with a little sprig of rosemary on it as well. But I'm going to put a fresh lemon peel. If you did this ahead of time, you can just measure out those ingredients into a large pitcher. the number of guests that you have and then you don't have to worry about ice if it's in the fridge or you could even put this into the freezer for a little while
0: and there there we go we're gonna take a a little sip in just a second okay this is the uh it's such a hard job that i have to do (laughs) oh wow yeah that is that's really fresh Yes. A little bit of zing in there. Right. But that is, yeah, you could you could do some damage with that.
1: You can. This is a great cocktail to kind of wash away those lovely flavors of turkey and gravy
0: and also as you said the little bit of sugar around the rim it's not too much it just adds that you know just cuts that sharpness just a little bit that is a really really nice cocktail thank you thank you for that one of
1: course all right i'm gonna get started on our mocktail yeah
0: absolutely because of course we want our listeners who uh maybe want to ease back on the alcohol a little bit over christmas or maybe it's not for them as well or they want their kids to enjoy it
1: This is a great one for teenagers because, like I said, it really does look and taste like you're having a cocktail. So especially if you've got, like, that preteen, teenage kid in your house who's like, I want to, you know, be involved, this is a really fun way to include them. This is a really easy cocktail. There's really not much to it. Like I said, we're going to do maybe... Half an ounce of cinnamon syrup. One and a half ounces of grapefruit juice. And you want to go easy on orange blossom water. It is a wonderful ingredient. It tastes great. It's very potent and it can get a little perfumey if you use too much of it. So we're only going to use an ounce of this. And I actually like to shake those three ingredients together to fully incorporate the cinnamon syrup and to kind of open up the flavors of the grapefruit. (laughs) Topping it off with some tonic. And a little star anise.
0: Again, another very, very like pretty-looking cocktail. It's almost got like uh, the lighting in here. It's almost giving it like, a peachy yes. sort of, uh, of color in there. Let's uh, do the all-important taste test, of course. Okay, right. I can totally understand why yes. you've said repeatedly, yeah, people say that's... That's got something in it. That's not a mocktail. That is really, really nice. Thank you. Very, very nice. And I can get that little bit of the hint of the, the cinnamon through there. But uh, yes, yeah, really zesty, really fresh. Absolutely. That is a great, great. Yeah. If anybody drank that, you certainly wouldn't feel like you're missing out.
1: No, you do. And I repeatedly, it is something pretty much every table that orders it will order more than one for one thing, but also tell us, are you sure? Like, there's really nothing in here or that is an incredible mocktail. Again, though, it's that citrus flavor, especially around the holidays, is just great to kind of break up the exciting and beautiful flavors of the more heavy food that we're eating. So it just will help cleanse that palate for you.
0: Totally. So those are two great, great drinks. Thank you for that. And of course, you know, people like to drink some wine, obviously, as well over the, uh, the holiday season. What sort of things can you sort of suggest? Because again, you know, like you said earlier, it's, it's nice to like break out from what you normally have have so what are some ideas for some wines
1: so I have a couple of options to talk about here for those who want something that's really tried and true, and that's going to go with everything from maybe your starters all the way through to the end of the meal, I really recommend a nice dry Pinot Noir. So we have a Four Graces Pinot Noir, and this is just a wonderful bottle of wine. This is our house Pinot Noir right now. We do change pretty seasonally, and we offer this by the glass and by the bottle, but this would go perfectly with poultry. It would also go perfectly if you're going to do something a little bit heavier like a red meat. I wouldn't necessarily recommend this with a light fish, but a heavier fish, certainly. You could probably get away with this if you're serving heavier sides. But this is just a wonderful all-purpose wine. It tastes great on its own and it's going to taste great with food. It's our most popular wine right now because of that.
0: Of course it's good because it's got your name in it.
1: Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) But for those who really want to branch out when it comes to red wine, I recommend a Tempranillo. You really can't go wrong. I'm not going to specifically say that this varietal that we have here is the one to get, but any type of Tempranillo is going to go wonderfully with poultry or a heavier red meat. Tempranillo is usually dry but also a little bit juicy depending on the varietal that you're going to get. It's a wonderful option for the holidays. Just a great sipping wine, again, if you're just doing heavy hors d'oeuvres. But for a meal, it's lovely.
0: So that's two reds, which are cool. Two great.
1: reds. Two reds. And I'm kind of counting the Four Graces as something in the middle. It's not, you know, it's not a, a rosé. But it's something that you could use in a situation where you'd like to use a white but for white at the holidays I always recommend a Riesling. Riesling is a dry Riesling or a mid-dry Riesling is going to be ideal for any meal with poultry or with fish. You really want to look for that mid-dry to dry though. You don't want to go with a super sweet Riesling for the holidays. You want something that's going to have that little bit of like that crispy green apple flavor on the back. This is going to be beautiful with Turkey. Really, really beautiful with Turkey we did a wine tasting where we featured this specific brand the poet's leap riesling and it's excellent it was very popular this goes wonderfully well we did this also i think for a fried chicken dinner it goes great with like that fatty kind of poultry flavor it's going to really cleanse the palate I would say that for me, this is the star of the holidays is a nice mid-dry to dry Riesling. Another option, I didn't pull this one out, is a rosé, a very nice dry rosé. We have one from New Zealand. It's called Matua. It's very accessible. You can find it in all liquor stores. It's very popular here. We sell it even through the winter, which is hard with a rosé. We often think of summertime when we're thinking of that. But especially the New Zealand varietal, it's going to have that bite that's going to, like I said, cleanse the palate, but also pair really well with a lot of different foods.
0: Yeah, rose is often a little maligned, aren't it they? Rosés, but you know, it, it it's just a case of you have to know and, and pick a good one. And this yes. one sounds, you know, it's excellent. excellent.
1: It's really, really. I I can pull out the bottle really quickly.
0: And while you're doing that, I'm just going to like say to the listeners, because um, you said about obviously the the Riesling, classically Riesling is a very sweet wine. So this yes. is that's why you're saying make sure you, make you get. Make sure
1: if you just walk in and say I'm looking for a Riesling, you're going to walk out with something that's a dessert wine. You really need to say dry Riesling or mid-dry Riesling. And that might be something that's harder to find. I'm not sure. I haven't hunted for one recently in any local liquor stores, but just specifically tell whoever you get your wine from, I would like a dry Riesling or mid-dry. Mid-dry might even be a little bit on the sweeter side. I would tend towards a dry.
0: And like we said, you've ma- you've pulled out the uh, the rosé there yes. from, uh, from New Zealand. And yes. again, you know, a nice wine if you're not like a full bottle, Bodied red person but you know the white you want to try something a little bit different than just having a white wine that looks absolutely marvelous lovely color as well it
1: is and you know the great thing about a rosé is that some people are very sensitive to red wine to the tannins and this will give you that kind of tannin effect without causing those people to get that red wine flush the tingling in their ears that can sometimes come with that so this is a great option for people who are afraid of a red at the holidays and maybe 10 more towards a white but maybe you're serving something with red meat this will pair really nicely with red meat or even duck it's a lovely option
0: these are just amazing grace it's been great talking to you it was just a quick sort of like dance through some 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 lovely little cocktails and some wine because obviously we could go on and you could go on for hours and hours with other great recommendations but these are just such great something different for us all to try this holiday time and of course If you don't want to try it yourself, then, of course, you should get yourself down to uh, Stone Row Kitchen and uh, Bar, of course, here in the lovely town of Willimantic. Grace Sprance, the beverage director of Stone Row Kitchen and Bar, thank you ever so much, and happy holidays to you.
1: Thank you so much for coming in, and happy holidays to you.
0: Our thanks to Andy Gutt and the team at Stone Row Kitchen and Bar for helping us out with this podcast segment. And if you want to try out their food and drink selections, then visit them at 956 Main Street, Willimantic, and also check out their website at stonerowkb, That's stonerowkb.com. And since recording the interview, Stone Row Kitchen and Bar won the Best Restaurant Award in Wyndham County at the recent Connecticut Restaurant Association's Crazies Awards for 2020. 2023. So many congratulations to them on that win. And don't forget, if you are heading out this holiday season, and in fact any time of the year for a celebration, please remember to drink responsibly. Connecticut East this week is made possible by EastCon. Want to finish high school? Enroll today in one of EastCon's free high school diploma completion programs offered virtually and in person. Earn your GED, NEDP or credit diploma in as little as six months to a year with small classes and personalized attention. Succeed from registration to graduation with flexible classes that suit your busy lifestyle. Visit eastcon.org slash get started today and take your first steps towards a brighter future. East You've got this. Nutmeg Pharmacy, your local independent pharmacy serving Higginum Moodus, Centerbrook, and Taffil, reminding you to get your flu, RSV, and COVID vaccines now and protect you and your family. Open seven days a week and with free local delivery. Find your nearest Nutmeg Pharmacy at nutmegpharmacy.com. And Healing Therapies Through Sharing provides oncology massage and other bodywork modalities for those facing the challenges of a cancer diagnosis. Cancer treatments can be brutal. Our professionals can help with with hands-on services, support and resources, cancer doesn't quit, and neither do we. Find out more at healingtherapiesct.org. Time now for a look at other stories making the headlines this week. Three former and one current member of the Coast Guard Academy gave personal and damning testimony recently to a Senate permanent subcommittee on investigations regarding sexual assault and harassment they and others have suffered while in the service. U.S. Senator for Connecticut Richard Blumenthal is the chairman of the subcommittee and said the sad reality is these situations are still happening now. An estimated 51% of cadet women have had an experience which met criteria for sexual harassment. Just the past year, 28.3% of female cadets said they've experienced unwanted sexual contact since entering the academy. 15% who experienced unwanted sexual conduct in the last year reported it, and half of them have experienced retaliation. This is not ancient history. This is a 2022 survey. The Senate investigation has come about after the news organization CNN revealed a report in July of this year called Operation Fouled Ang- that had been undertaken by the coast guard about sexual assault matters and subsequently withheld from congress and the public of those giving testimony was first class cadet akira holmstrup who is a current cadet at the academy and a member of the class of 2024 and she recounted her assault that happened just two weeks into her freshman year
1: i'd gotten close to a classmate in the same training platoon during swab summer what i thought was an innocent ice cream date on campus turned into a sexual assault that has haunted me ever since. We are always told that you just have to say no, but no to him was an invitation to try again. I was 19.
0: Other testimony from the whistleblower victims dated back almost 20 years ago, and Blumenthal said the Investigation Committee intends to issue subpoenas for the release of records from the Coast Guard, which have been withheld, and to interview present and past leadership of the agency to bring about accountability for the years of mishandling of cases of this nature, and for the perpetrators to be held accountable too. Anti-Semitic incidents have grown on college campuses in Connecticut and across the nation. Edwin J. Vieira from the Connecticut News Service reports on the most recent fig is. In the latest Anti-Defamation League report, 73% of Jewish students across the country say they've experienced or witnessed anti-Semitism. The ADL says the spike is due mostly to increased tensions from the Israel-Hamas war. Since the conflict began, ADL has tracked more than 400 incidents of anti-Semitism on college campuses compared to the same time last year. Stacy Sobo with the ADL describes how this can impact the school.
1: The first goal of this university is to make sure students are safe and that they're providing a safe learning environment. The amount of conflict on college campuses is making it difficult for students to be able to concentrate on their work and their studies in a safe way.
0: In recent weeks, ADL has provided guidance for schools across the nation. They've suggested creating a task force to combat anti-Semitism and updating security protocols. Governor Ned Lamont has also met with security officials from colleges and universities across the state to help ease tensions. I'm Edwin J. Vieira. The New London County Farm Bureau is starting a new program to encourage young people in the area to become farmers. Matt Stebner is the president of the New London Bureau and a farmer himself and said with an aging farm industry in the state, they need younger people to come into the industry. We're going
1: to be starting a new program in New London County, but we'll also take youth from all over the state of Connecticut who are interested in agriculture and want to get a start. And this is kind of a stepping stone to help them develop if they want to get chicken to get a chicken coop built or, you know, get a couple chickens or maybe get some fencing for a beef cow or a sheep or a goat. So it's kind of get youth interest in agriculture because if you don't have the youth coming along, then you're not going to have farming
0: in Connecticut into the future. Debner says the current age of farmers in the state is between 57 to 60 years old. Christopher Sarnik is a young 18-year-old farmer who inherited his farm from his grandmother and says if you don't get a farm that way, then you need other means to get you into the industry.
2: They may not, you know, have grown up on a farm, but I know part of the point of the grant was to be able to have younger kids be able to, like, maybe lease an animal or buy a new animal and then board it somewhere else and just be able to have that piece of agriculture if they may not have been grown into it. Or if you did grow into it, you can expand from it. I mean, I know with my project, if I go for the grant, I'm definitely going to be able to, Uh, expand my sheep flock and everything with that.
0: The grants have been funded by the Connecticut Department of Agriculture and applicants can apply for up to $1,500 as long as they are under the age of 19. The New London Police Department and their Wellness Canine Traveller were honoured recently by the New York Giants during their game with the Green Bay Packers at the MetLife Stadium. Officer Christina Nacito and Traveller are part of the Puppies Behind Bars programme based out of New York that provides dogs for wounded war veterans and first responders. Nsito said the visit is sort of a tradition, but you're never quite sure if you'll be selected.
2: We were told early on that we might get invited to a Giants game, because I think that's the tradition, that the new handlers get invited. So it was kind of just like a waiting game, like, are we getting invited? And then we saw the email come out, and it was kind of exciting, because I've never been to a professional football game before, so I knew I was looking forward to it. It just turned out that our whole class were able to go, along with the three dogs from NYPD.
0: Traveller is one of a growing number of wellness canines that police forces across the state and the nation are getting to help with stressful situations at incidents with victims and for officer wellness on the job. Nisito said it was a great event to see everyone from her graduating class again.
2: We keep in touch. We have like a group chat. We call ourselves the Breakfast Club. So we keep in touch that way. But this is the first time we've all seen together since our graduation in late August. You know, I've seen Dave, her brother, out of New Jersey. But all together, this was it was great to see them all again and, you know, give the big hugs and smiles. I know we're planning like a reunion off on our own. So hopefully that happens. And soon.
0: And another Connecticut honoree was public safety officer Michael Calderon from the University of Hartford, who also attended the event with his wellness dog, Teddy. And the Connecticut Department of Consumer Protection has released the latest sales data for adult use and medical marijuana sales in the state for November. The data shows combined sales that month totaled nearly $26 million. As of December 1st, the transaction limits for adult use cannabis will increase to half an ounce of raw flour or equivalent up from a previous quarter ounce. That's all from us for this edition. Do send us your questions and story ideas to the show via our website at connecticut-east.com or Facebook or Twitter at Connecticut East and on Instagram at Connecticut East This Week. And you can listen to the show again on our social platforms, on demand, and by asking your smart speaker to play Connecticut East This Week podcast. And please like, follow and share on your social media too. I'm Brian Scott Smith. Thank you for listening.